Welcome to the Magnificent Life Podcast with your host, Sister Dr. Mongaza Michael Bondale. Join us now as we showcase lessons from Black achievement as example and instruction for how you can live greatly. Welcome to the Magnificent Life Podcast with Sister Dr. Mangaza Michael Bondale. In this podcast, we showcase the beauty, the power, and yes, the genius of Black folks as example and instruction for how to consciously craft your Magnificent life. And from week to week, we explore triumphant Black history. We showcase current day Black achievers. And given the many examples of how and when Black folks are winning, we offer varied self-development skills for crafting that magnificent life that you envision. It is our intention to provide the education, the inspiration, and skill-building information for cultivating your Magnificent life. On today's show, we'll be focusing on just a wonderful program I'd like the world to know about. You know, we often talk about what it takes to build a Magnificent life. And so today we have an opportunity to talk to a person who is both an exemplar of a Magnificent life and is actually cultivating a program, an activity that forwards exactly that. And so Melody McKinley will be our guest today, founder and director of Soul Outside. Welcome, Melody. Hey there. Thank you for having me. This opportunity is one that I've looked forward to for some time because you are a person who is often known to cultivate just stuff that fits right into the Magnificent Life mission and objective here. So when I heard you were doing this thing called Soul Outside, I knew I had to have you on the show and I want everyone to know just what it is, how you do it. But, if, but before that, who, who, who are you? Who are you, creator of Soul Outside? What is it and how did you come to to actually produce it? All right. Well, by trade, as you know, I am a radio and television producer. We first met uh, when I hosted a show at Radio One and you were the fearless, the always troubleshooting (laughs) engineer who I could not live without. Thank you. Thank you so much. But um, for me, it started when I was really super young. Um, as a toddler, I was extremely adventurous and always seeking to be outdoors. So three, four, five, six years old, I was venturing out of the house on my own. We well, yeah, was back in the day, so it was pretty safe, I suppose. But different day than today. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go out um, alone into the woods or at the beach and swimming, and and mm-hmm. I pretty much felt the need to connect to nature from when I was a tiny kid. And it, it just basically evolved from there. From wait, 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 wait. Where did you live, Melody, that you could just stroll on out the house at two or three or four years old into the woods and the wall? <laughs> that's, that's real different. Well, I grew up in um, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And okay. I grew up a couple blocks from the beach in a big house with a lot of yard. <laughs> so I could just go outside and do whatever I wanted. Gotcha. gotcha. In the fenced in yard, huh? No fence. Okay. I was trying to make me feel better, but go ahead with your story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a fence at the back, but there was really no fence. It okay. Was, yeah. I could mm-hmm. do, I was, um, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea where that fearlessness came from, but it started from a very young age. And so now as a fearless adult, I carry on that whole way of being and share it with others through the soul outside. And what is soul outside? What is that? Okay. So the soul outside is an organization and it's not nonprofit by the way, but it's my organization (laughs) that I started to encourage, enliven, 
black and brown people to go outside into nature, to be one with nature, to reinvigorate themselves, to to heal, to find their tribe and to do something different. And um, and not in the way that you might think, like I do climb mountains. okay, but I also encourage people to have picnics in their local park. So it encompasses everything to to do with outside. And it also blends in various aspects of other pieces of information that I I share with people, like about our history, about the environment (laughs) when hiking. (laughs) Soul outside. So it sounds like you have come into being to actually create a space for people to enjoy outdoors and then actually use it as, I'm going to say medicine. Like, like, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's what I, I believe that nature can heal. All right. And so what are some of the things I was on the Facebook page? I was looking at all these wonderful photos and checking out some of the videos. And I mean, the, the range of various activities, I mean, from rock, rock climbing to jump roping to sand surfing. I mean, I yes. saw folks flying kite. I saw uh, people in sailboats. I discovered this organization called National Black Archers. Oh my God, what an adventure just to be on the Facebook page, just to see. So, so what is it that you actually organize? I know that this is your, your the, the intent is to get folks involved with outdoor space. Do you organize particular events or activity for folks to participate in? Well, I do. But it, so the organization is twofold. So the first part is exposing people who are of color, black and brown people, marginalized communities such as the LGBT community and the disabled community to encourage them to let them know that they too could be out and enjoy themselves in nature in whatever way that they they see fit. Now, the range of activities is limitless. There is no cap on it. It includes everything that anybody would ever want to do outside. And I showcase those things online through Facebook, my website, and through Instagram, because, you know, I can touch someone in China, you know, and they, and they could be encouraged to go skiing or surfing or what have you. And then the other half is I do an event once per year and I call it recess. And it's basically, basically a field day for adults. You know, remember back in the day when, uh, school was about to end and summertime was coming and, you know, you didn't really do much in class, but you looked forward to that one day mm-hmm. where you could have a picnic, you can have relay races, mm-hmm. you can get a little ribbon and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so I took that and I stepped it up and made it for adults. Hmm. So horseback riding, yoga, archery, tug of war, and a myriad of other games with food included that covers vegan, vegetarian, and regular barbecue type fare and with music. You know what I mean? So it's a full afternoon of activities for adults who work really, really hard all week long, taking care of the family uh, and, and everything else in their lives dealing with traffic. And then they can come with me for this day, let their hair down and be a kid again. Hmm. I remember one event that you organized, must have been two, two or three years ago. So, so you have an, uh, this kind of event coming up anytime soon? 
Yeah, um, the exact date is to be determined. It's going to be at the end of August. And I'm looking at having it in Colonial Beach, Virginia. So I'm working out the details now. It's um, okay. it's something coming up. And I'm really excited about it because the requests have come in nonstop for me to do it. And I just need to you know, finalize the last few details so I can let them start to buy tickets. Okay, great. So where can people actually get the final date from you and, and, and actually sign up? buy their tickets, and be prepared to attend this, what sounds like a wonderful event. Yeah, they would need to go to my website, thesouloutside.com, and that's where they would be able to find out the information about the event and also purchase a ticket. Souloutside.com. Okay, yes, great. Yes, The Soul Outside. The Soul, that's right. Okay, thesouloutside.com is yes. where one can go to learn more about this upcoming recess event for adults in mm-hmm. the month of August. And uh, buy tickets as well online. Yep, that's it. Okay. You know where to go, thesouloutside.com to find out more details as we get closer to that date. Now, I I know you also do something I understand you refer to as soul tripping. Soul tripping. Yeah, right. Just when I say that, it reminds me of soul train. I don't know why, uh, but I I also love Soul Train as well. But so Soul Trippin is a YouTube series that I created when I was traveling around the country because I used to live in Central America. Remember, I I left Radio One and I moved mm-hmm. to Central America. I remember, and um, to do adventurous healing, like an adventure in healing, and ultimately I ended up getting a healing for myself. Right, so I came back to the states and. Before I settled back into the Washington, D.C. area, I traveled all over the United States and I interviewed people of various backgrounds, people who have overcome drug addiction, people who have fought for environmental rights in their neighborhoods and things like that. And so I took them into nature and while we were hiking and while we were kayaking and while we were picking fruit off of fruit trees, we talked about the difference that they have made in their own lives and in their community. And we talked about their love of nature at the same time. And I recorded those things and I put it together for a short YouTube series to highlight those folks. Go ahead. I, I want to jump right into the, the, like, give me an example. Like, I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm feeling it. I want to taste it. I want to give me a sampling <laughs> of the conversation that jumps out most for you in terms of exemplary of the, the, the magic that occurs in the environment when you're having those kinds of conversations with people. Was there one that stuck out for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happens in nature is that people are free. It's really hard to explain, but if you've ever been in a safe space, right, where it's just you, me, in the woods, you know, Mm -hmm. there's nobody out there judging you, and you're free and able to speak your mind about any and everything. So two things really pop out, but I'll, I'll go with one. So there was this one gentleman that I spoke to who was fighting for environmental justice in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He helped his son do a school project and it was about the environment. And then he discovered through his son's high school school project that right in his own community was an environmental hazard that was poisoning all of the people who live there. Mm-hmm. I met this man at a community center for environmental justice that he started in West Philadelphia that basically took the community, brought them all together and cleaned up the toxic environment in which they live. They cleaned Mm -hmm. the rivers, they 
took the dirt out and had it removed. They petitioned the government for funding. And then once they cleaned up the whole area, they were able to get a, a grant to teach young people how to continue what he has done. And people come from all over Philadelphia to learn what he has done about specific environmental racial profiling. Because oftentimes these people who dump and they uh, bring in these um, nuclear power plants, they put it in the backyard of black and brown people. Oh, no question. Mm-hmm. And so the community center that he built, he built it on the land that they cleaned up. They planted fruit trees, they put gardens, and they dedicated the whole thing to to the people of Philadelphia, in mm-hmm. specific, the children. So he walked me all along the grounds. We picked fruit off of trees and ate it. Oh my goodness. He described to me from start to finish what it took and what he gathered from everything that he had done is that it only takes one person to make a difference. And then he realized that somebody has got to step up and, and make a stand. And he was that person. And then as he did that, the community supported him through his efforts to clean up his neighborhood. Do you know, do you remember his name? You recall his name or the name of his program? I'm sure some of our listeners will appreciate being able to just know more and connect more and use his example as inspiration in their own lives. And if not, it's okay. We can, they can always go to your YouTube series, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Something that has been uh, an issue since dumping and toxic environments existed. And so it's so, it's just wonderful to hear of someone who has actually taken a stand and has made such progress as you described. It's just an example of what happens with a made up mind, a commitment, somebody with a focus and a yes, I'm going to do this, no matter what kind of attitude. That mind yeah. shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's not just in Philadelphia and it's not just in Flint, Michigan. It's black folks backyard or black and brown people's backyard. You know what I mean? Like right here in the Washington, D.C. area in Waldorf, Maryland, which is basically kind of a high end area for black and brown people. They have five nuclear power plants, three of which more than the whole state more than several states, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All in one small community. And three of those power plants, those nuclear power plants have been been given or they were granted permission to build under the table, under the noses of all of the the Black people that live there. They Mm -hmm. weren't even told until after the fact that that they were coming. Mm -hmm. And now the government, the the government is involved and the, um, the governor of Maryland is suing the power plant companies because they are polluting the air at over 100,000 times the rate of the legal limit. Oh, my. Now, where can we find more? Do you have information about this on your website? Because see, you just, ooh, this is, yeah. information, this is the kind of information we want our listeners to be able to follow up on and gain additional uh, insight about, particularly that we are recording the podcast in the DMV, the, the D.C., uh, the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, and Waldorf is just 30 minutes away. So Absolutely. we're talking about home court here. Well, when you talk about the existence of black and brown folks in the United States, actually in the world, and you have conversations about what occurs in our communities, because of the, the racism and the culture of privilege that exists, there's always this discovery, if you will, and that's, you know, air quotes, 
of mm-hmm. injustice black and brown folks live. And so having an opportunity to unveil a specific example, again, right here in D.C. metropolitan area, can be quite helpful and useful to people yeah. who live in the area and others who are environmental um, watchers, generally. Well, it's not even about what being an environmental watcher. It is about your health and your children's health. You know what I mean? If there's a coal-fired ash plant in Waldorf and the wind blows to Prince George's County, which is mm-hmm. it's right there, mm-hmm. it looks like um, pollen and it just covers your car. Well, if you don't you know, watch it, you don't know what it hers. So, you know, when, when, yeah. when I say watcher, I'm saying someone who is actually observant, conscious, aware, so that you can look for oh, more yeah. pollen when it, something dusty is on your car. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, uh, it, it looks just like dust or pollen, mm-hmm. and then children are playing in the grass, they're getting it all over their hands, they're putting it in their mouth, and they're breathing it in. Mm-hmm. They can go to energyjustice.net, mm-hmm. energyjustice.net. Okay. And then you can get the uh, Prince George's County or um, the Maryland fact sheet. There's a PDF online. So they could just Google Brandywine power plants. They could just Google that. And there's, um, and it, they talk about why our county doesn't need five fossil fuel power mm. plants. Wow. This is such good information. Such great stuff. Information and inspirational. Tell, yeah. tell, tell, me, tell me, what is this thing called glamorous glamping? I came across that. Yeah, I came across that phrase. Uh, when Again, when I was looking at your Facebook page, what, what glamorous glamping with a G? Okay, so basically what that is, is it's for people who don't want to rough it. They don't want to sit in a little small tent and sleep on the ground and all of that. So glamping is when you get in a yurt. A yurt is like a big round tent or a a large tent where they actually have a bed and regular lighting and chairs and it looks like a hotel room except for it's outside in the woods. And so you get to have all the comforts of a beautiful hotel except for it's glamorous camping. So you're in a bed instead of on the ground in in a sleeping bag and you have all the modern comforts. You have Wi-Fi if you choose. And a lot of the activities are gauged towards people who want to get the experience but not get super dirty, have to really rough it. You know what I mean? I do. So for for people who want to kind of put their toe into nature, not jump both feet all the way in, perhaps, this is a great way of doing that. Just kind of inching in, not giving up all of the creature comforts, but not also... Um, being completely submerged in a natural environment subject to whatever that nature, that natural environment might, might provide you. So glamorous glamping for those of you, you know, you know, my sisters and my brothers, you know, of the, I'm going to say diva variety, you know, those who just don't. Absolutely. Want. It's a little <laughs> it's, bit on the bougie side. It's more it, money. And, and, look, it's, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I encourage exactly. people to do it. Get out exactly. there any way you can. If it's glamorous, yeah. fine. If some people take a van and they travel across the country or do a road trip, do that. If you can rent a camper, rent a camper. If you just want to go to Walmart and pick up a tent for, you know, $50 and you go to your local park and you want to camp out, I encourage everyone to just do whatever you can to get reconnected to nature. It'll help you to raise your vibration. It'll help you to feel better. It will help you to release endorphins. And you know what? You get to see things that you don't always see. You might see a pretty bird. You might see some kids running around Mm -hmm. laughing and you're going to get some exercise too. 
Uh, Melody, before we, you know, we end, we're going to wind down here in just a moment, but I, I really like to give our listeners a glimpse into who you are. You started earlier talking about your childhood, specifically in terms of your orientation or inclination to be outdoors, to be free, and how that really energized and fed your soul. And I know that you also are a woman who is very in tune with uh, the, the ability to create the life that you choose. And so here okay. on the Magnificent Life Show, we talk a lot about how it is you create a magnificent life while Black. You know, like, <laughs> like it's not all about the struggle. There is that, and then there are opportunities to, to live and to know the joy of, of simply being alive and manifesting our gifts. So how... Did you see there's one thing to have an inclination because every listener I bet has an inclination. What were the factors that you would say converged to actually had, have you act on your gifts, your inclinations, your orientation to create? Because you've created an, an, an uh, organization here. You've created a business. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, what, what is it about you that actually allowed you to take this idea and make it into a reality? Let's see. I mean, that's a deep question uh, for me anyway. So what I'd say is all my whole life, I've always known I could do whatever I want, right? That's the first thing. But beyond that, when you, when you look at your life and you're like, I'm not happy here. I worked really hard for a long time, but was I fulfilled in that? No. Um, did I feel like I was, uh, living the best possible life I could lead? No. What I did was I came to a choice. I can continue in the way that paid the bills, but didn't make me happy. Or I could do what I, I could do what makes me happy and allow that to pay my bills. And so what I'm doing is I am not following along with, with what society will have you do. It will have you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. It will have you forego your vacation and your health uh, appointments because they need you at your office. It'll have you not really living and only having a couple of days on the weekend to really pour everything that you need to get done into two days. And I don't live like that. We shouldn't be living like that. And so I just, I made the choice to do what I love, be with the people that I love. And it's not all about the money, you know, scale back. I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a big giant house with 17 bedrooms or even five bedrooms. I only need enough for me because it's just me. And instead of living beyond my means, I'm living, Hmm. period. Hmm. And so I chose to do the outdoor thing because I am the happiest when I am outside. Something about being outdoors makes me feel good. And so that's that's the way that I started to walk. Now, I began to work with an organization called Outdoor Afro, which basically showed me that what I believed in could be done because I actually started this company 10 years ago and then I gave it up, right? And then I I doubled back to it because I saw an example of someone who was doing it in her own way. Now, her way wasn't my way. I enjoyed it, but I said, well, let me put my own twist on it because I'm more about the adventure. Yeah, I'm more mm-hmm. about, bringing, about bringing our history into it. I'm about teaching and I'm also about 
bringing the intuitive part of nature together with people. Mm -hmm. And the way I do it is I allow people to be themselves and I allow whatever, you know, as we talk and as we learn during the walks or during the adventures, that they can become free. They can see opportunity and possibility for themselves through nature to go out into this world and do whatever it is that they really want to do. It's just a catalyst for more, you know what I mean? To release the the stuff that you're holding on to. What I'm doing is helping people to release and see things differently. Yes, I can do If I can do this thing, well, cross-country skiing thing that I've never tried before, I can certainly find a position that I really, really love or start my own business or move to the side of the country that I've always dreamed of or marry that man or leave that man or leave that woman and really just live because I'm not happy, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just a catalyst for for the love of people to love themselves more. You said so much. You said so much. Started off by saying that one of the variables that you say conspired to have you create soul outside is that you've always felt free. That alone, that's like, and I hear that as foundational because you went back to that twice in this conversation. It's like when you were a child. That is such a gift to come up in a world and feel free. And that's not, unfortunately, I I hear freedom beyond, you know, shackle. I hear freedom of mind and spirit. And so the the extent to which we can configure that in our lives actually serves as a foundation, as a springboard for doing whatever you want. It's it's extremely important. I'm I'm saying this with with teachers and parents, especially in mind. We have the power to create a sense of freedom and the environments where we live and certainly environments where our children are, are, are being raised. You also talked about being inspired by an example, outdoor Afro, and tweaking that to make it into something that is more authentically yours. And then finally, you talked before then about the sac. Well, I, you didn't use the word sacrifice, but as you, as you, you, you talked about how you did not need a large house and all these bedrooms and bathrooms that you are very happy and fulfilled with having perhaps less than what others would choose to have. And so what I hear you saying, you said a lot, those are just three, three things that I pulled out of your conference, what, what you offered. Very important that we, first of all, get conscious of how we're choosing moment to moment, day to day. And I hear a consciousness in your speaking that has played a pivotal role, I'll say, in actually creating this program. First of all, creating your life, but then creating the business soul outside. And so I just wanted to track that for our listeners because this way of creating the life that you choose, it's not magic. It's not something that we cannot actually construct like building a house. And so looking at the steps and the materials involved can oftentimes be very helpful to listeners in terms of crafting their own magnificent, indeed, magnificent life. I want to just commend you for doing that because I know it ain't easy always, particularly as you're in the process of shifting from one mindset to, a, I, I will say, a higher one, one that really, really serves your joy. Final question, Melody. What do you love about being black? We talking about a magnificent life here. Like, like I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a couple of things I like come about on, being girl. black. Come on, listen. You First can of all, do a riff. I, I love my skin color, and I love super chocolatey or super light or super red because we come in all shades. 
Come it's on. like we are the rainbow of brown, like mm-hmm. from vanilla to super chocolate. And I love the fact that we come in all these shades. All of that. And our hair comes in all types of curly, mm-hmm. kinky, soft, spongy. Like, I really love that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I do love about being Black? What is that? I know this is going to sound a little bit, I don't know. Everybody wants to be me. Hmm. Everybody wants to be me, even in, the, even in their way back of their subconscious. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about my color, my swag, my smile, my style. They want to be black. Everybody wants to be black. Everybody wants to be black on the low. They won't admit it. They want to act jealous or whatever. They want to copy us and say that they started it. But the reality is I love, I love being a brown person, a black and brown person. Because we are the originators. We started this. It came from us. When I think about when I moved to Belize and they said we found an artifact in the Yucatan Peninsula and it's the oldest thing that we have found in the Yucatan Peninsula is Mexico, Guatemala, Mm -hmm. Honduras, all the way down. Mm -hmm. Right. I looked at the artifact. I went and looked and laid my eyes on the oldest Mm -hmm. thing that they have found and Mm -hmm. what was on it. Mm -hmm. A black man. <laughs> there was a black man on there. And I just said, oh, is, can y'all see that? <laughs> am, I the, am I the only one that's looking at this ancient right. artifact, the oldest thing that you have found? Mm. There's a black man on there. Mm. We started this. Old McHeads and all. Mm. We, are, we are the originators. And, and I love the fact that although oftentimes misunderstood, we are growing into knowing our power more and more every day. And I really love that as well because we had it at first and somehow it got lost and we are gaining an understanding that the reason why they always on us, always against us is because we have something special. And it's for us to realize what that specialness is. And we need to rise up and continue to be one with each other, one with nature and one with God. Wow. And so I, I, I have to know that the they that you're speaking to is, is, is reflected in the way that our language is adopted, our clothing styles are adopted, our music certainly is copied and adopted. It's, it, you know, the, the, many of the styles, the, the physical look that we have, whether it's, you know, having the, the, the going to the tanning salon or otherwise, I, that, is, that is what you're referring to when you, as a, some examples of how it yeah, is. Yeah, but it doesn't stop there. I, like, Even though there may be stop. other, there may be other brown people in this world, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're all interconnected. Let's face it. Underneath Absolutely. our skin, we are. There is no color, okay? But as the people that we know ourselves to be, right? Uh, people over in China, they dress like us. And they want their hair like ours. And mm-hmm. they rap like us. And they Absolutely. dance like us. And mm-hmm. they got our whole swag on, on deck. And then you go to India. Excuse me, it's the same thing. And you go to uh, over in Mexico and South America. It's like, yeah, there's a brown people, but I'm talking about the brownness of the brown people. Like, like those who would refer to ourselves as black, those who identify Absolutely. as black and therefore get to live a magnificent life. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for all of what you've offered on today's podcast. Thank you for choosing to see your life in a way that allows you the freedom, the space, the time, and the energy to create a business that allows folks, black and brown specifically, to be energized by our natural environments. Thank you for producing uh, uh, Soul Outside. Thank you for actually 
um, showing up just as you are, Melody, and allowing the world to glean some of who that is, who you are, and what you offer as a contribution to the world through this podcast and through your organization. One more time, that website address where people can get more information. Yeah, thesouloutside.com. And we're at yeah, thesouloutside.com and also at the soul outside underscore on Twitter and Instagram and at the soul outside on Facebook. And then we have a private group in Facebook, but you can uh, request to join. And then um, you could just add us as a friend on Instagram, follow us, and then you can most certainly see all of the cool and amazing things that black and brown people, um, the disabled and uh, marginalized communities are doing around the world outdoors. And they're breaking down barriers day after day. And also just being free to be themselves in nature. All right, so you heard it here. Go catch more of your soul, uncover, unveil, fortify the all that you are through your outdoor activities. Be inspired by the soul outside with Melody McKinley. We're so glad to have had you on our podcast today, and I look forward to being in touch with you real soon. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Blacknificent Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our email list at www.blacknificentlife.com. And whatever you do, be sure to consciously, consistently, and courageously craft your own Blacknificent Life. Until next time.